Hi, welcome to SocialShame.com's podcast. My name is Emmanuel Mio, and I'm happy to have you as a listener today. Thank you for joining. SocialShame.co helps emerging founders and athletes leverage peer collaboration and social capital as a resource to launch and grow impactful ventures. So on our show, we'll feature the personal stories and business journeys of mission-driven founders from our SocialShame.co community. Now, these are founders and leaders who are committed to growing social and environmental-focused companies aimed at solving core issues and challenges in their communities. So as a listener, you will have the luxury of using these stories, perspectives, tips, and the industry knowledge of your peers as a business growth resource for your own projects and mission. I am Emmanuel Mill, founder and CEO of SoShame.co, and I'm happy to be your host today. Today we're going to talk about credit. I had a really good time recording this conversation with Shanique. Shanique's a banking professional and her goal is to help businesses grow through education and financing with a focus on bringing value to her clients by ensuring they are well informed before making any financial decision, whether it's business or personal. So let's dive in. Good morning, Shanique. How are you doing today? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I know you have a lot going on. And uh, and yeah, you know, since we're sharing this great uh, article that we covered at one of your workshops, the uh, five season credit, and then uh, we're excited that you're able to kind of join us and uh, sharing, sharing a little bit more information to kind of supplement that. Uh, how are you feeling today? Yeah, good. Good. I'm actually dressed up because I'm gonna have the glow today, so you caught me on. <laughs> All right, you get you're getting out the house today, and and uh, that's yeah. good. Amongst everything that's going on, uh, you know, how's how's that impacting your work? Um, so I've been working from home since March. So mm-hmm. I guess like everyone, it's a new beginning, new new things to figure out, how to move. Um, it just made us work differently. It's made us become more flexible in how we prospect for customers, mm-hmm. how we um, close loans with customers, how we speak with customers. It's, it's just it's just made us more flexible in what we're able to do. And mm-hmm. I think like some of the things that are coming out of this, um, even when things go to the new normal, I think some of these things are still going to be in place because mm-hmm. it helps the customer as well, where a busy customer doesn't have to get out of his business to come and see me or disrupt his day. He can hop on a Zoom call or FaceTime call and, and get some of the things done. But nothing beats face to face. Nothing beats being in presence of the customer or mm-hmm. our client. But it is what it is now. I agree. I agree. Nothing beats that, and I and I'm definitely looking forward to um, getting back to that again. Uh, you know, yeah, I miss that but <laughs> you gotta take it day by day, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, tell us a little bit about because uh, one thing I know is that uh, having worked uh, with you in the past and also seeing some of the things that that you're doing in the community for for entrepreneurs. Uh, what are some things that you're passionate about? What makes you so passionate about doing um, uh, helping entrepreneurs grow and sharing, you know, what you know? 
So um, my background is in credit underwriting. So I got to see um, the financial side of, of most companies. So in my position now, I get to see the forefront. I get to hear the story of how they spend 24 hours not sleeping, trying to get things done. They neglected this, they neglected that. Um, what it took them to get where they're at. So I think it, it's more helping them pursue that dream and finish that dream because a lot of small business owners, their business started just by a belief, by just thinking, okay, well, maybe I can do this and sacrifice. So it, it prides me to be able to help them move that dream forward. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. And thank God for people like you, right? Yes. Because <laughs> trying to move uh, a lot of us, you know, I mean, we have a lot of dreams, right? And a lot of time it's just a dollar in the dream. As, right. uh, <laughs> as we yeah. hear, right? So um, really trying to uh, grow that. And I know in, in the uh, at your workshop, you know, that we covered in the article, we talked about the five C's of business credit and we touched on a lot of different points, but we know there's a lot of intangibles, right? That uh, we may not have included. Uh, are, there, are there any things that you've noticed um, having worked with a lot of founders and even uh, with your background in credit underwriting, some of the, some of the patterns that that you that you've seen, and um, winning companies, right, who've had success working with the bank. What are some of the, some of those things that you you think stands out? Uh, well, I would say the first thing is knowing your business. Like some small business owners, they'll start a business and not know exactly what they're doing. Or they'll have a plan and it's in their head, it's not written. So they don't have a business plan in place. I think that's the first thing. Before you even invest a dollar, spend a dollar, have a plan. Know what it is your business going to be doing. What are your expected expenses? What are your projected revenues? Who are your customers going to be? Um, how are you going to supply? get your supplies, to your, your product to your customer, whether it's a service or a product? So I think the first step is the business plan. And a lot of uh, business owners, when they first start out, they, they don't sit down and think about that. We'll do a SWOT analysis. What is what's going to be your business strengths? What are your business strengths? Your weaknesses? What are the opportunities for your business to to start to grow? What are the threats out there that could potentially um, that you have to have mitigating plans for? So that would be my first thing. Um, and then a lot of business owners don't know what structure to start their business, and that would be starting with speaking with a CPA. Do you need to start an LLC? Should you start as an S corp? Do you report on your personal tax return? Do you file separate tax returns? So it's basically knowing all of that up front before stepping out, I think in some cases help a lot of small business owners succeed when they first mm -hmm. start out. Hmm. Yeah, and it, it's funny that you say that because uh, especially on the business structure, because we know that a lot of time, especially during this time, we probably have a lot of people who, who are either starting a business on the side, uh, right. home. Uh, side <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and getting the side hustle going. So the structure part may may or may not be there, right? So provider, uh, right. Mm -hmm. you know, is that something that founders should think about? Uh, even as a sole, sole proprietor, right? If you're thinking about uh, uh, starting up on the right foot and making sure that uh, you're building a company that can be uh, right, right. So. Right. Hmm. A lot of come, a lot of customers, and this is where I think I've had a lot of downfall with, especially minority-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are cash-based, and they don't fully report the revenues. So they'll come to me and they say, "Oh, I made three hundred thousand dollars last year," and and then show me a tax return with fifty thousand dollars in revenues. 
I can't do anything unless it's in writing in black and white. I need to be able to say, okay, oh, this is what you had. This is what you reported. This is what you were taxed on. So it's, it's making sure you set your business up for success when it comes to that. Like not reporting all of your revenue. Yes, you may have some tax break or whatever you feel it may be, but you're not setting yourself up to become a creditworthy business because your revenues are not reflecting what's actually going on in your business. Or they over expenses and then, then the bottom line isn't isn't there either. So it's making sure you you reflect things properly to become a creditworthy business and not just try to reduce your taxes or uh, or um let me say evade taxes <laughs> but you have to be credit worthy on paper as well it, it's not just it's not just oh i do well i'm doing well and that involves keeping good record of what you're doing as well mm-hmm. so a lot of small business owners let's say a, a a barbershop or a beauty salon they get paid cash they put it in in a drawer and then that's it they don't account for it at the end of the day they say okay this is really what i made this day and and carry that for So it's important to make sure that you're actually reflecting what's going on in your business in black and white. Hmm. So it's if if uh, let's say some of some of our uh, side hustlers, right, who who may have been doing this for a year or two, is there a catch up plan, or is it just okay now that now you can start doing it right? I think you have to start doing it right from that point. From this point on, from the day you realize, okay, this is where I'm at. I need you need to start from there. It's hard to go back and fix it, but you can always um, fix it going forward. Mm-hmm. The past, the past, you learn from it and you move forward. Mm. Right, but that's a good take. And it, so, what, what would that look like, right? In terms of just getting started, right? Wanting to make sure you have a great foundation to build business credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that uh, you know you want to make sure you you're either registered to have a DUNS number. So we kind of, if we were to kind of work on a business credit guide, are there some things that you want to make sure that you have? So like I said, it's determining the best structure for you because there are tax implications for each structure that you choose. And that would be something to speak with your CPA about. And when I say CPA, I mean a CPA, not just a tax preparer. Because yes, the tax preparer can prepare tax credit. <laughs> no, you need to go to a CPA, a CPA that can actually give you real accounting advice on what would work best for you. Because you may start out as a, as a sole proprietor, then you graduate into to something else. Mm-hmm. But you have to speak to a CPA to determine what's the best structure for you going starting out. Um, and yes, you would need a, a, a EIN number or a tax ID for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, which is usually best. And I try to tell my customers to, to do your best to keep your personal business and your business business separate. Even if you're filing as a sole proprietor, you know what you spend on your personal life and what you spend on your business life. Like that's important. Um, another thing is your personal credit report. A lot of business owners, small business owners feel that, oh, well, my, my personal credit doesn't matter if my business is doing well. It does because banks look at your personal, how you're running your personal life as an indication of how you're going to run the business. If your personal credit credit is messed up and, and you got a 280 credit score, they're going to look at it and be like, well, if you can't manage yourself personally, how are you going to manage the business properly? Mm. So it's important to have, and I'm not saying to have a stellar credit report. You don't need to have an 820 but at least manage your credit well. Try not to make any, have any of those 30, 60, 90 late day payments. Manage your mm-hmm. credit card balances. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also too with the credit card. If you're using your personal credit card for businesses, make sure you keep track of what those what is a business expense, what's a credit what's a personal expense. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, your CPA so they can have clarity on how to separate it on your on your returns. Um trying to think anything else off the top. Making sure of that. I think those are the the bigger part, the bigger part of, of when you're you're stepping out. You said something about separation, right? And making sure that you you kind of have that for for reporting. So, and I know um, a lot of times, especially if you started from home, you may uh, your business account may be uh, maybe like an online account, right? Because I know there's uh, Square has its own payment right. uh, processing and stuff like right. that. Mm-hmm. You know how how do those impact your relationship if it's not, uh, I guess, a traditional institution? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how that works. Um, the the thing is with the business accounts. Let's say you come to us and you're going to establish a relationship with us. One of the things I tell customers is to make sure you establish your your an account with an accredited institution. Mm. With that if you're gonna if you're gonna eventually decide to grow your business and it doesn't have to be with me it could be with any institution but it's important to build that relationship so that they can see okay this customer does produces widgets on a monthly basis this was this is what's coming in this is what's going out um this is how he pays his suppliers this is how his customer pays him it's getting that relationship built with that that institution that they can see oh okay this is how you operate you've been in business you've had this account for umpteen years you've had they can see the history of what's going on with the account which is important to establish that's why it's important to establish that relationship early okay yeah. no that's mm-hmm. uh that's key that's uh that's key so what are some things that you've seen uh from you you know from from the relationships that didn't quite work out are there some are there any patterns that you think uh usually pops out poor planning poor planning um a lot of them they just oh i'm gonna start a business and they start the business some honestly some work out it just happens and it is what it is Mm -hmm. but a lot of them fail because they fail to plan um they don't do the research they may see Joe Blow next door started a business. Oh, I'm going to start the same thing, but you don't know what research he did. What market is he going to go in? How is he going to get financing to do what he's doing? What kind of equipment does he need? Mm-hmm. So, it's it's poor planning that causes a lot of businesses to fail when it comes to getting credit. Um, it's poor credit management, not paying attention to the debt, what they're getting mm-hmm. into, what they're doing. Those credit cards that just sneak up on you, and you're like, when did I spend ten thousand dollars in Macy's? Credit so, cards, man. Yeah, those credit cards. Those credit cards hit you hard, <laughs> and I know from experience those credit cards. Um, so it's planning. It's it's you have the pl- planning and management, mm-hmm. especially the credit side of it. So actually, um, there was a, a reporting that was done on the credit score, and why do I have to pay for my own credit score, and how do I get my credit 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 um score without having to go through that. Right. Everyone is entitled to a copy of their credit report from each credit reporting agency once a year. Mm-hmm. For free. You just go on, you put your information in, and you basically get it emailed to you, or you can print it right off the website. So what I do is that I, I balance it out. January, I print, I get it from one agency, mid-year from, from one, and then end of the year from another, just so you can mm-hmm. see what's on there and what's going on. Um, also, some of the credit card companies that we we have credit cards existing, but they will give they have 
um, it built into their apps where you can get your credit score for free. Mm-hmm. So manage it. You could even see your full credit report on some of those. So it's, it's important to manage it. And the one when you do see something that doesn't look right on the credit report, you have to address it. Mm-hmm. Don't just let it sit there and try to figure out, well, I don't know, it'll disappear in seven years. It doesn't disappear in seven years without you managing it unless unless it's some other it doesn't just fall off by itself yeah no sometimes it does not and then too like a lot of customers like oh i filed bankruptcy six years ago it should and by year seven it's not going to report it doesn't matter if we pull a background check which we do on all applicants i can tell you had a bankruptcy 20 years ago so a lot of a lot of customers won't in won't tell me oh i had a bankruptcy seven, 10 years ago because they feel it just fell off their credit report. It doesn't magically disappear in that way. It's still on your history at some point. So it's important to disclose and be true. It it may come off of your actual credit report, but Mm -hmm. if we pull something that we call a LexisNexis, which is like a, a background on a customer, It'll show me that you had a bankruptcy. Where do you like you had it 50 years ago? It'll show me you had a bankruptcy. So it's important to be upfront about the things, especially when it comes to your credit. Mm-hmm. There's always a trail somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I uh that's a I agree, and that's key. So I know sometimes um I hear like different answers. How many in in terms of um, when you're managing that credit and you're balancing, uh, usually you'll have one or two credit card accounts, especially when you want to build your business credit. Uh, is there like an ideal number to to have uh, to to build that credit? Should 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 I start with uh, one business credit card or a secured card or have a couple different ones? It, so it's not necessarily the amount of cards you had; it's the length of time that you've had credit. So someone who's had a credit history for 10 years, 18 years, and managed it well, will probably have a better credit score than someone who just got a credit card last year. Because mm-hmm. it depends on your longevity, your usage, are you carrying balances, are you carrying your card maxed out, are you paying it off every month? Um, I think one of the numbers we'll mention, if you keep your credit card, back, your debt under 25% usage, mm-hmm. that's probably like a good percentage to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but carrying credit card debt is not is not the best thing. But I get it. Like when you're first starting out, that sometimes that's all you have is that credit card to be able to do it with. And it's 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 like balancing two evils. Right. Like you have debt, but you need to do the business. So it's it's balancing it out. You just have to figure it out. And once you get the business up and running, paying down a credit card should be key. And then it becomes useful to have maybe a working line of credit for the business where that reports on the business and not on your personal, um, which helps you get through the day-to-day shortage. Let's say you sell a product, but you're not going to get paid for 30 days. The working line of capital is there to help you bridge that gap to be able to keep the business functioning. And you can start out small. It doesn't have to be 200, 300, 400. You can start out with a $20,000 line of credit for the business. Mm-hmm. And as the business grow, you you move it along in that way. Mm. Yeah. And especially at the early stages, uh, yeah. So no, no. What? Thank you, thank you. I think we covered a lot today uh, to uh, really supplement, and then, uh, and then also, you know, there's a lot of things. You know, we can kind of go back uh, on the article, and uh, I didn't. One thing I didn't include your contact info or, or anything. Is it okay that maybe some of our founders may reach out? Uh, That's fine. Social mm-hmm. media or um, email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So we'll 
or have that on there? What would be the, the best email for you? Could I put, I can include it in the article as well, or, or we can share it here. Um, the TD Bank email is fine, um, which is fshanique.tdbush.td.com. Okay. Okay. Um, sounds good. Thank you. And, uh, thank you again. And, uh, any, um, any last thoughts, any, I know, I know right now there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, uh, new companies trending, especially right during, yeah. during COVID and the downtime. It, has anything piqued your, piqued your interest so far in terms of what you've seen? Like, oh man, you know, we need. No, I, wish I, I wish I knew, I wish I knew COVID was coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking, where are all the psychics? Where were all the psychics when this was happening? Where, where right. was a few sellers like, who, why wasn't anyone able to predict that this was happening like this this year? Um, you know, you, the, I wouldn't say I, I noticed anything because that's not really, I don't think that's my gift. But what I can say is, I know there's a lot of businesses popping up um, for PPE and, and COVID supplies and stuff like that. But I need those businesses to remember that this may not last forever. Hopefully it does not last forever. And when this comes to an end, what is your next step? What What's going to be, are you going to just go to business? Like, what is your plan to continue to, to grow your entrepreneurship? Um, what's your flex going to be? What's your next going to be? How do you go from this to something else? So mm -hmm. what's the next step? Like, make sure to keep in mind what's the next step. Be flexible in that. Mm -hmm. Make sure to start doing the research from now. Like, okay, maybe maybe we won't need um, mask or or um, the shields or something like that. But what would we need after that? Like, what would be something that you we would be able to move forward? Like, you need to diversify your your product line, product mix. Mm -hmm. So figure that out. Like, that's my concern more so because there's a lot of businesses that are doing really really well because of COVID. But I'm concerned when COVID goes away or reduces, then what? So you gotta have a you gotta have that plan to pivot, right? That, yeah, like what are you gonna do? So that's my only, that's my only thing. Like I'm, I look at businesses and I'm like, okay, so what happens next? What are you gonna do when this, when the next thing happens? All right, and great. then what is the next thing? I wish I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We, we gotta, we gotta work on our, uh, on our smart data so we can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a psychic to come and tell me this is what you need to be doing <laughs> right <laughs> hey well i think i think you've you, you've done a really good job of uh at least being our credit psychic right and tell us what we should be doing yeah and, uh and we're we're appreciative of that so um thank you so much for uh sharing the wealth and uh and yeah we'll look forward to continuing to uh connect and uh and everyone don't be shy feel free she's uh she's very approachable if you have any questions Right. Uh, and uh, and yeah, thank you again. And, and we look forward to continuing to get some more wealth saving advice from you. I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> thank All right. You. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. You are truly the reason why we do this. No, for real, you are. Whether you are a brand new entrepreneur, a seasoned vet, a community leader and stakeholder, 
Or maybe you're just someone who loves to witness and support other people who are doing cool stuff that's impacting the lives of other people and their community. We truly do this for you. So let's stay connected. You can join our community online at www.socialaim.co and let's help each other grow. Have a great day.